Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. The Vegas lead to me, what were the odds what happened happening? Because if you think about it, we're going to go very quickly into even this first segment. How does this affect Tampa? How does this affect New England, etc.? Let's take a minute and ask ourselves how unlikely this confluence of events really are. Yeah, and it was Tom Brady. The deal is expected to be announced at some point. No snags expected to come up before they make it official. But Tom Brady is the brand-new quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as reported yesterday by Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington of ESPN. Yeah, and I think to talk about the end of the show real quick, yesterday I was saying, man, it feels like Brady through a Hail Mary announcing early that he was done with New England because really effectively he didn't have to make a decision either New England or Brady until 4 o'clock Eastern today, so like two hours ago. So there was 30-plus hours of extra time he gave up on with New England. I felt like perhaps he was wanting the media to hear about it so the aftermath could affect the outcome in a way. The fact it didn't happen, I think most people were smart enough to realize, you know, RJ could have been right even if the Hail Mary didn't work because obviously Hail Marys, most of them don't work, right? That's why there's a prayer involved in a way. But boy, it's hard to imagine. And before we get into and we'll talk about the exact odds on Tampa winning the sweepstakes. Jonas, as our resident hardcore fan, does it feel like this has turned out? Now, listen, Brady has perspectives we don't Brady understands things we don't Brady's a human meaning he has ego he has all these other factors but looking at it as a sports fan could you imagine that Tom Brady is sitting back toasting champagne saying "Ah, I love it when a plan comes together I actually thought there was more of a chance they bring Jameis Winston back than bringing in Tom Brady uh, and, and in a way, that speaks to how unlikely this has yeah. been. But does it feel like, given the givens today, that Brady somehow orchestrated a winning hand here? That, that somehow he's happy where he landed? I don't think so. I think deep down, he wanted to go back to New England. I think he wanted that to be the place. He wanted to finish his career there. He's talked about you know playing there for his entire time in the NFL. So I, I know they're going to be excited, and they'll try and spin it as really looking forward to the future, but I think there's going to be some heartache to go along with this. I agree. I mean, Fez, to me, it's dangerous, and we really try to avoid putting ourselves in other people's heads, and I get on Colin a lot where he's saying, well, you know, Brady should retire. No. Again, he said that at various points, and what I mean, he said a lot of other things, too, so I'm not saying, oh, it's about retiring or not, but it's about we are, everyone has their own path, obviously. Everyone walk a mile in my shoes kind of thing, right? We all got our own experiences. But there's certain human emotions that are universal. And maybe I'll ask you a slightly different way than ask Jonas. Not try to guess what Brady's feeling. But if you were Brady, would you feel like you were in the ideal spot? This all turned out the way that you would have hoped. Oh, not at all. I mean, 
20 years, six Super Bowls, come on. And you can't give me a competitive offer my final two years. It just doesn't seem right. All right, so you're saying then, that's interesting, doesn't seem right. So you're saying Brady should be a little peeved, but the culprit to you is New England. Absolutely. New England is holding the bottom line, saying, look it, Tom, I'm sorry. I don't care what you did for us. You're only worth, say, $13.5 a year. We're not going to give you more than that. And Brady's like, well, I don't have a choice. I just got to go someplace else. I'm being disrespected. And you're saying Tom Brady's a victim of New England. And what you're saying is, somehow, some way, this was the... Act, these were the actions so egregious that you're finally going to say, uh-oh, hey, I'm, I'm fine with hardcore, but this is too hardcore. Exactly That's right. That's ridiculous. The That's experts. ridiculous. How are you saying that? Because at some point it can't all be analytics. I mean, look at Brady, 20 years, <laughs> come on. But let me ask you a question. If you're with a guy, and, and, and I'm guessing Jonas had a buddy like this in high school, maybe college, where he was more hardcore than you. He was a tough kid, he, but he'd be the type to draw, you know, uh, various body parts on people's faces when they, they passed out <laughs> with black permanent marker. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have a friend like that? I, I've got multiple friends like that. Okay, yeah. so you gravitated towards that. <laughs> Those are my guys. Okay, but let's be candid. You're not as bad as that, meaning if you were there by yourself and the kid passed out, you might draw something, but it wouldn't be as bad. And nowadays, no. No, but back in the day. Back then, probably not as, as graphic as that. Okay, so when you passed out, could you really be indignant? Could you really say, oh, that's out of bounds if they drew on you? Or would you know that's the kind of people I'm with? I I would expect, if I did it to somebody, that I would expect it to come back happening to me. Well, no, it's not just did it to somebody, because the question is you did it to the alphas that were more alpha, or you were with the alphas that were more alpha than you. You accepted their protection in a way by being with them, and they accepted you as a minor version of them. But when the tables turned and you were against them, you had to accept their nature. Yeah, it's, it's part of the paying taxes. Exactly. Fez, Brady is complicit. Brady was right there, Tom Hagen style, on the right hand of Belichick with every ruthless move he made. True or false? True. And did he say, hey, um, this is too much, Mr. Belichick, Coach Belichick. We can't do this. Did he ever say that? And no. if so, what was the consequence of it? Nothing, correct? Positive, because now you, they kicked to the curb players that were no longer of value, and that helped them continue to win Super Bowls. And thus, that's now the conversation being had in the room Brady's not in. Right? So how can that be wrong now? Brady, if anyone, deserves this more than any player on the Patriots ever has because he's involved himself in this kind of stuff longer than anyone else, and he's benefited from it. He wouldn't have won six Super Bowls if Belichick didn't act this way. So why would Belichick act any way now? Any other way now? Just because Brady is so... New England. I mean, I, I just can't see him being Brady, San Francisco. Like a fish in a newspaper, He's West RJ. Coast. He's not so New England. Uggs are not New England. <laughs> see, this is it, Jonas. This shows you why Belichick is Belichick, and everyone else talks a good game, but they don't have the 
ruthlessness to do it. Tom, uh, Tom Brady's dad, I think it was 2017, if I'm not mistaken, was quoted as saying, it's going to end ugly in New England. Uh, we know that that's going to happen. Even though Tom Brady didn't see it and had a plan in place that he wanted to play till he was 45, even his own dad has admitted that he told Tom Brady, it's going to end ugly here. I love that because it shows you that the guy closest, or you would assume one of the closest, and it seems like him and his dad are close, Brady couldn't see it perhaps fully because when you're inside of it, you always think, I'm special. I'm different. I've got the six rings. I mean, couldn't you imagine kind of like sitcoms do it where someone looks in the mirror and they think about themselves and it's like, I'm Tom Brady. I'm the kind of guy that made Uggs cool. I mean, and not anyone else, yes, but me, no way. <laughs> and then finally, Belichick with the Empire Strikes Back music in the background is sitting there going, there can only be one. There can only be one. Yeah. Fez, that has to resonate with you. You, I get it. I get it. I relate to Belichick. You relate to Brady. <laughs> Yes. And you're thinking, yeah, it's okay, RJ cut that guy. It's okay, RJ did that. But Fez is number one. Look at my hair. That's how you think when you look in the mirror, right? Well, maybe I got to rethink that. Yeah, you, I mean, hey, you do because it's about the results. That's what you got to be about. If you have, you got your family for another reason. You got your, you know, if any of us have more than, you know, one or two of those friends that are like family. Okay, great. And then there's business. And to me, I get it too. As a Steelers fan, I want Terry Bradshaw to go out the right way. I want Big Ben to go out the right way. But at what cost? And it's something we talked about with the coronavirus is if you look at it from only one perspective, it's going to be, oh, of course businesses should be closed, non-essential. Of course, whose health? You know, we don't want to risk health over something like money. But then it's like, well, wait a minute. Every dollar you've got effectively can affect health, right? Think about the health in poor countries, right? It's so much worse than in a first world country. Why? Because they're paying for this, that, and the other. And Belichick is saying, why are we here? I can promise you Tom Brady is going to have a very special seat at the Patriots reunions. You know, he can sit up on the <laughs> up, up front with Belichick if he wants, I'm sure. And if he wants to hang out and be a coach, I'm sure Belichick would let him start. But you want to be a player? You want to be a starting quarterback in the NFL? What else should matter other than your ability on that field? And if something other than that is what's mattering, at what cost? Meaning there might be some 22-year-old kid that's not getting a chance because of nostalgia, because of feelings. I mean, and that's the other side of it, right? And Fez, I'm going to ask you a very specific question. If you make uh, decisions out of being sentimental, it not only hurts your bottom line that year as a football team, but doesn't it also hurt the kids who aren't getting a chance because of the sentimentality? It does, RJ, and bottom line is Tom Brady is not worth $41 million for two years, and New England, from a financial perspective, made the right decision. I agree, but somehow you're, you're indicting them. Well, we fi- I think this we is finally the found, We finally found out <laughs> what was too hardcore for you. Yes. Has there been any other move in the NFL in the last five years that you thought was too hardcore? No. 
You know what this is like, Jonas, <laughs> as we go to break? This is like Tony Soprano and Piomai. So for Sopranos fans, they know the horse that Tony loved. And Tony would kill people left and right. But there, it, when his horse got sick, he was so emotional. And they actually say, and I'm not saying Fez is a sociopath, but they say the sociopaths really love animals oftentimes and children. And you know why? Because they couldn't imagine them being in the world where they'd have to hurt them. And they'll hurt anybody. But you know what's special? The innocence of kids and animals. That's how Tony Soprano thought. And in a way, Fezzik looks at Brady. Brady's never going to cost Fezzik any money. So he can put Brady in that special category of women, <laughs> children. Oh, not women. Forget that. No, no, no. Is not with Tony Soprano, obviously. What I meant, you know, with the, he'd kill women if he had to. But with animals, children, and Tom Brady, for Fezzik, they're safe. They're in the safe space. Fez, how much truth is to that? There's probably some truth to that. But everybody else, look out, baby, because he's the dirtiest player in the game. I think you've got to give Belichick massive credit for sticking to his guns. He's like, I think Belichick loves being ruthless at the times when most people are going to object to it, like with Malcolm Butler. You know why? Because it gets to show the world, hey, my rules don't just apply when they're convenient. The, the, the Patriot way is applying every time to the rules. And to me, I respect it. I think if you disagree with the rules, that's fine. But if you agree with them, you should agree with the Patriot way always. And I think we saw that for sure. So let me ask you honestly, us drilling down and really getting to the truth that this is the most Belichickian move ever. And that if Belichick had done anything else, anything else, it would have really called into question the whole idea of what Belichick is and was. You know, the idea that this is the guy that would, you always hear, he would cut his own grandmother, right? He'd cut his own mother. I think Belichick would cut his own mother if it was best for the team. And does that make you, you mean, love you him? Mean release, like, you mean release her from the no, team? Cut, uh, what, what, yeah, okay. okay. Just, Use the politically uh, correct I'm term. Not, I'm just saying. That you love. <laughs> well, I was kind of using the, uh, the, 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 the vagueness for, for an effect, actually. He would cut his own mother, so stay away. Do you, do you, do you respect this, or does it? Does it scare you? No, no. I I respect it because he clearly has an idea for how he values football players and a football team. And he's always kept a a comfortable distance from Tom Brady as far as the relationship goes. You look at all these great players that have played for the Patriots that they've walked away from uh, towards the end of their career. Mike Vrabel and him didn't speak for a while because Vrabel was upset about how he handled it. You just go down the list and the idea that they were going to treat Tom Brady Brady differently, I think he might have felt it was a bad look to the rest of the locker room that one player is being treated differently than the others. Well, last thing I'll say on it is this. People often will say with a a hard guy like Belichick, a hardcore guy, they'll say, you know, you can do what you think you need to, but you can connect on a human level as you do it. And that's the only person that would ever say that is someone that's never done the hard thing. Because when you have to do the hard thing sometimes, you're a human too, right? Belichick is a human, right? He's a different species in a way, but he is a human. And if he was hanging out at barbecues and if he was getting to know, you know, was the godfather of the player's kids or whatever, 
would that hurt his ability to do what he had to do? Probably. And it would make it more difficult on him. So in a weird way, it's it's hard to tell the general that's sending troops into a certain city, knowing there's going to be thousands that die. It's kind of hard to ask him to hang out with the, the kids of those soldiers at the barbecue. Right? He's got to make it a, a, an abstraction. He has to make it a calculation. Belichick makes it a calculation. It's hard to ask him to be buddies with the people along the way. So I kind of think it's important for a team to have those that role covered. You need to have that team building stuff. But the guy who has to cut make those cuts, it's kind of hard to ask him to be that person also. I think Belichick plays his role as well as anyone in this country. Whatever each of our roles are, Belichick's role of having the Patriots win, he does outstanding. And you either like that or you don't. But I think this being the most Belichickian move we've seen cements the legend. When this story's told ultimately about the Patriot way, the way that Brady was treated like everyone else will be the climax of the movie. And I, for one, will be applauding it. So let's look at the odds. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. 50 to 1 was the chances in February if you shopped around. If you said, I really think the Bucks are the answer to the Tom Brady sweepstakes. And if you shopped around a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, you could have gotten 50 to 1. 100 would have won you $5,000. This was a long shot, the very definition of a long shot. But you know what? Anything other than Brady going back to the Patriots was an upset. In the last couple of weeks, the odds, Fez, if you you know think about the numbers we were going over, and then you take out the VIG, because to get the true odds, you don't take the commission of the bookie in account. You take out the VIG, and there's a calculation to do that. It was between 50% chance that Brady would go back to the Pats, up to 70%. Agreed? You're correct. New England has been the favorite versus the field until yesterday. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a great point. Is Pretty much every day... And, and the only distinction would be, well, if you take out the VIG, there was times it might have dipped right around 50. But it was most like every other team was 50% or less, and the Patriots were 50% or more all the way up till yesterday. This was a long shot. And, you know, we always talk about how dastardly the bookies are, how much they're cockroaches. Well, think about this a second. Fez, what would happen if you had bet into a pool of, you know, prop betting. So just a simple way to say you had prop bet at a certain book and they didn't list Tampa Bay. Just for whatever reason, they had Team A, Team B, Team 20, you know, Team 10, whatever. But Tampa wasn't listed. Who gets paid right now? The bookie does. You make eight bets, RJ, you bagel, you go 0-8. So literally what you're saying is, and I think you're, you're, not, you're not making the point here as clearly as it should be made, is nobody won. That literally, if they, there were books, and there were many, many books on many different occasions that did not list Tampa as an option, the alternative would be the field, right? So the field should be there always, but many books didn't have the field listed. Great point. Yeah. Right? Not fair. I mean, it's literally saying nobody wins. The bookies take all the money. <laughs> Imagine it's, it's like zero and double zero and all that on a roulette table, except you can say, well, RJ, what's unfair about that? 
it would be fair if you would have given the true odds on the, the theory is the true odds get paid on the events other than if it hit zero or double. Here they were taking out their VIG, and they were saying, oh, occasionally, <laughs> if one of these teams doesn't get them, we're going to take all the money. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy you guys can laugh about well, that. Because I, you know, but in this in this tough climate with everything else going on, I'm sure the bookies are giving people their money back, though, right? Oh, yes. Well, you, <laughs> hey, listen, you be on that beat and report in on us the next couple of days. What I'll say is this, Jonas, is we're shifting gears, is – and this is not about any one book. They're all equal. I don't know if they're all equally bad. They're all egregious. Bookies are egregious. I Ten years ago, I started saying that, and people were like, RJ, you won't be invited to their... I don't care. I don't want to eat their room temperature bologna sandwiches that they try to buy the media off on. And you might think, oh, that's goofy. Oh, do some research. But FanDuel did not have Tampa on any of their offerings all the way up in at least until March 1. We went back and did some work. And I only mentioned them because they're a big book in Jersey. It's not as if they were the bad ones. There were, uh, in fact, none of the books that we had on February 14th. So on Valentine's Day was one of the days that we did our survey of the different books. Not a single book had Tampa Bay listed. So if you had bet... And I don't know how – I don't think I saw the field. Fez, did you see the field on any of the offerings? I did not see the field at all, RJ. So think about this. Of all the books that pregame.com looked at on February 14th, if you had betted any of them, you couldn't have won. Literally every book kept all the money on February 14th. <laughs> That's a sweet Valentine's. But it just goes to show you guys, when you look at these offerings, you've got to keep in mind, are they all, is, it, is this a comprehensive list of what could happen? And if it's not, then there's this implicit VIG on top of the VIG that's saying we keep it all. I don't see any of the books talking about that today. You know how they talk about so-and-so won a bunch of money. Feds, did you you hear any of the books saying, ha, 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 we kept it all, suckers. Mom's the word. <laughs> yeah, mom is the word. What do you think of that? Jonas, you're on the periphery of the business. What do you think of that? It's so it's so egregiously sneaky that I almost have to applaud it. Yeah, <laughs> if you're trying to, if you're like the Joker in a movie, <laughs> this is real life. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about that that wasn't the only dastardly things the bookie did. There's something else that might be equally bad. Fads, there's another example of the bookies keeping your money for longer than maybe they should. Yeah, because it's possible there might not even be any action on any of this. Who knows, RJ, if we're going to have an NFL season, especially week one. Well, see, again, you're bearing the lead. You're like a mad. They should bring you to a journalism class and have you read a story and find a way to bury the lead. And then the students can learn how not to do that. What do you think the lead is and what you just said? Because if somehow, some way it ends up that there's not a whole, an entire NFL season. Right. First of all, if that happens, we, we all got bigger problems. All right. I think that's very unlikely. The, the, the real story here is what happens if it's delayed a week? That's the story. Right. Because in some of these props, they make it about who he plays for week one of the NFL season. And if somehow week one changes his date, even a, a week, you know, if it's delayed a week, then some of the bookies will try to do what? Most of the books will void the bet. Okay, so doesn't that feel like the lead to you? The fact that literally you could get the team right, Tampa Bay. Literally, though, you'd have to wait through March, April, May, 
June, July, August, September to just even get your money. Why? Because, well, if you actually read it, it says, who will he play for? He hasn't played for him yet, has he? Wait till the first game. That is dastardly enough. The bookies are being the bookies there, though. But imagine if for whatever reason the Olympics are going long, you know, maybe they push. Who knows that the league says, you know, we're going to just start a week later. And the idea then that you wouldn't get paid on your Tampa bet, doesn't that seem like the egregious part of it? It is. There's so many hurdles. It's like you have to be a fortune teller to get this all right. It's so true. I mean, there's nothing worse than them making it hard to win. And that's what the bookies are supposed to do. But then making it hard to get paid once you win. That's what really irritates people. And I can tell you this. Just imagine, Jonas, you you somehow pick Tampa. You put a decent amount on it, 100 to win you 5,000. You look to get paid today. They said, oh, no, no, no. It's not until the first game. And then you're waiting. March, April, May, June, July, August. Finally, September, it's here. Pay off, 5000 One week delay. You say, okay, I can wait one more week. And then you go in. They say, oh, here's your refund back. Here's your hundred. <laughs> That's what they will do. How, how mad would you be? Well, I would be mad. I'll also ask you guys this. There was an option on some of the books that, that I saw that said no snap next year. Like the thought was maybe he would end up retiring. So would they still would, would they still apply that same logic? Oh, my God. That or, is awesome. That would be such a role reversal. I'd be so happy if no <laughs> snap ended up being bet like a ton, which it wasn't. And then they just all stormed in to get paid. When, and again, obviously, we'd have bigger problems. But you're right. And it really brings up the point that the bookies do protect themselves. It cuts in both directions, right? If they leave it too open, they'll have to pay too many people. It's just like one of those 49-page contracts to rent an apartment when they just throw every possibility in. It feels like, hey, you're protected enough, enough already. Well, bookies, enough already. One of the things straight out of Vegas is going to do is put the spotlight on the most cockroachy things that they do. And we'll try not to take up the whole show, but, you know. Thanks for listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for RJ? You can contact him directly on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.